0: Welcome to the Business Focus Podcast. Before we start, can we ask one thing? 74% of you that watch this channel frequently do not subscribe. If you've enjoyed our videos, please could you do me a favor and hit the subscribe button? It helps this channel more than you know, and the bigger the channel gets, the bigger the learning gets. Welcome to the Business Focus Podcast. Jonathan Herbs is the host of the Business Focus Podcast. He is a strategic advisor, coach and mentor to entrepreneurial business owners, CEOs and senior executives. In this podcast, he chats with entrepreneurs, founders and CEOs of Scaling Companies. It centers around their entrepreneurial journey so far and their aspirations for their companies.
1: Welcome, Hugh. Thanks, John. Thank you to be here. So um, maybe we can just uh, jump straight in. Um, What do you do and how long have
2: have you been doing it, please? Sure. Well, I'm the uh, the founder and CEO of Uh, Floatspace. Floatspace is essentially an online marketplace that enables people to easily book a boat for any event on the water. Uh, We've um, recently uh, become the number one provider in Australia, and we've recently launched in the US as well. So we've got some fairly aggressive expansion plans um, to be the go-to for any event on the water. Great. So you don't own the boats and sails. You are you're the facilitator. That's right. Yeah, we act legally as an agent, so we're an online marketplace. People list their boats on our platform. We have a supply side and a demand side, and it's all underpinned by our proprietary technology, which we refer to as boat booked, mm-hmm. and uh, providing industry-first um, customer experience. And so, who would you describe as your best customer? Your best, uh, your core client? Sure. Our demographic typically um, starts at about 25 and goes up to 40 years old. That uh, there are thereabouts, um, equal split between male and female, and. Usual events are uh, anything ranging from couples overnight stays, rain, uh, birthday bucks, um, <coughs> hens, corporate events. Uh, if you can name it, we can do it on the water, really, on boats. So Interesting it's only up to – what was the, the top age, did you say? Uh, generally about 40, um, but we do have um, corporates and families, obviously, outside of that. So, yeah. But our, the bulk of our business are birthday bucks, hens, and, and family events and so on, which typically that demographic falls into. So, And are these
1: um, – uh, can I show my sailing background? Are they um, uh, crewed, beer boat? How does, how does that work?
2: All of the boats on our platform currently come with captain and crew. So it's walk on, walk off. Um, most people opt to do BYO or bring your own food and drinks. Some boats are fully catered. Um, so we can provide anything for any event on the water. And uh, there are other segments that we're looking to move into very soon across the world, of course. Um, there's peer to peer, there's hire and drive, and there's super yacht term charters and so on but uh, primarily at the moment we are that captain and crew um, all of the work boats on the on the platform are essentially businesses in their own right and provide those services on our platform um, so you know we've all been affected by covid i would have thought you probably were affected
1: badly um, what lessons and actions did you take during covid that you've continued in the
2: business yeah it's a it's an interesting one i think covid has has hit the world hard in various ways of course and um While COVID is is and was an awful thing, it also presented, I think, amazing opportunities for businesses who were open to taking those opportunities. And I think um, what we did very well in the first round of COVID is we decided not to batten down the hatches and go into hibernation mode. We actually invested more into the business and so on in our product and technology um, and marketing spend. So we learned a lot through that process. I think the beauty was that we weren't dependent on international travel. Most of our customers are local people doing local events. And during COVID, we saw a huge spike, um, generally speaking, about 400% year-on-year <coughs> of sales. Um, and, of course, when lockdowns finished, of course, there were there were great spikes as well. But um, I think overall, the lesson was to not to hibernate and batten down the hatches, is to very strategically um, have the the um, confidence to actually invest in the business and move it forward. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. so what about the future what's
1: it look like and what are your challenges um, that you're facing do you
2: think well as I say ultimately float space we're aiming for it to be the go-to for any event on the water so much like your Airbnb a property or, or uber a car you'd float space a boat and we've got a fairly aggressive expansion plan across um, obviously Australia the US we're in Miami and Fort Lauderdale now um, eight other cities across the US and then to places like Croatia Greece UAE and so on and we um, all underpinned by our technology. So ultimately what we're aiming to do is provide the customer or the user experience to be a flawless, highly automated experience, and ultimately then to monetize our software to our supply side to bring in recurring revenues. But also this is an industry that's typically working from very antiquated uh, technologies, some even notepad and paper and text messages and emails and so on. So we're providing those boats with the onboarding capability and so on to show real-time availability, live pricing, uh, book and pay or instant pay on the site, and also split payments, which not only increases our conversion rate, but it uh, creates a growth loop so we can target every single person on board, not just that one person who typically books.
1: Great. What do you reckon has been the biggest um, business learning since uh, since you've been um, been an owner?
2: <coughs> Never give up, basically, I would say. Um, no, it's... Great advice. Great advice. <laughs> no, I think there's... Um, there's a lot to be learned on this journey. It's almost like doing a real-life MBA, setting up a business, and running a startup that becomes a scale-up, and so on. And um, I'm not re- really sure where the lines of where we finish being a startup and becomes, you know, a, a scale-up start. But um, I think the lesson is really just to surround yourself with people um, who are generally smarter than you and um, have a unique skill set, which I think I've managed to do. And we've got an amazing team uh, ranging from the people in the sales team right the way through to our technical advisors and engineering lead. Um, we try to get the best in <coughs> I believe we've done that but um, I think surround yourself with great people and simply just never give up you, you have to keep going and be open to changing and pivoting and so on as the as the customer demand um, you know points to you so yeah you know it's one of the, one of the, the key things
1: I coach is a um, concept of who not how yeah, always look at before you start training trying to work out how get the right who's on board to yeah. um, to help you solve that and and then to implement it
2: yeah, I think there's um, I think throughout that process, I mean, the ultimately the customers can tell us so much on this journey, and mm-hmm. uh, they're often overlooked, you know, because it, you've, you're hell bent on a, a particular product fit or getting getting something rolled out, but the customers' insights are so critical to listen to and uh, and answer and improve and get back to them and show them that you're listening. So yeah,
1: yeah, I, no, totally agree. I do think the um the difference between a startup and a scale up is all about people and how many people you have. Because mm-hmm. as, you know, as you as you know, um, the complexity comes with people. It doesn't actually come with strategy or anything else. It's actually how do you lead and manage and um, and, and and direct um, okay. direct the team. So, how many staff have you got now? Sorry, how many
2: staff? How many staff? Um, have you got? So we've got uh, fifteen staff all up. Um, you're, 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 you're
1: definitely in scale up
2: to, you know, <laughs> yeah. Scale <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's an interesting point there. Some of uh, some of those <coughs> contractors and so on. We've got a guy in Israel. We've got some people in Newcastle. We've got some people in Miami and obviously in Queensland and New South Wales. Um, the interesting thing is that we've built a really good culture in float space. We've got our company values and so on. And um, the, one, of the, one of the challenges is actually scaling that culture because it requires the right people to come on board. Yep. Um, and, and That's something I think, again, we've done very well, but we've uh, learned from some mistakes along the way. And um, That's another important aspect is to scale the culture, not just the team to meet the demands of the customers. Totally agree. In fact, it's interesting you, you talk about. Um, you know,
1: a, a lot of people think when they when they're taking on contractors, it's you know full time or um, you know virtual assistants like. But um, you know, service on demand, you know, experts on demand, at the, the most senior level, it's hugely um, yeah you will know, can accelerate your growth growth enormously.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: yeah, you know, it's, and it's interesting the, the fellow Vitaly who produces these videos for us. Um, he's based in Ukraine and, um, you know, that was my little bit giving something back and I couldn't do much more. And, um, you realize when the culture really clicks in, when you get, and you're in the middle of a, um, uh, I've had two times now, one was a, um, you know, on Upwork talking to him and he said he had to go now because the air raid warnings had gone off. Yeah. And then the second thing was, um, last week he told me his grandmother's house had been hit by a rocket.
2: Wow.
1: And, uh, you know, so my team you know, gathered around and we wanted to send, they wanted to send something to him to help, to help the family. Yes, it's, it's amazing how fortunate this was. Born.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've had a similar sad incident with um, our guy in Tel Aviv. He's an amazing guy, he looks after our SEM for us, our AdWords and so on. Um, and he was working throughout, you know, bombs and shellings and so on over there. And we were on video calls and this guy's working through and you can hear stuff in the background happening. And it's, it feels like a world away, but, um, you know, he's working hard for us. And and as you say, we want to look after him and make sure he's a uh, equally a valued member of the team. So, yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: I agree. So to me, when you think of the word successful,
1: who springs to mind and why? Um,
2: I think success really is based on contentment. I think for me, um, success typically is pinned to wealth and so on and, um, grandeur and, and aesthetic things. But, um, I think um, for me, certainly, I aim to be content in life. I mean, that's I think contentment is a is a great place to be. Um, people-wise, we've got great people in the team that I, I very much look, look up to as mentors and guidance and so on. Um, one in particular, Rolf Hansen, who's the founder of Amazing. Um, he's been an amazing coach and mentor to me throughout this journey. Um, Tim Fung from Airtasker. Again, sometimes we walk through a park with his dog and so on, and we just talk and share ideas. And other times we jump on a video call because there's something I need to know and don't understand. And, um, so I think they're two people who inspire me, but um, the, the beauty about going on this journey is I'm surrounded by people who I see as being very successful and not necessarily at the end of their journey, but they're just the way their, their tenacity and so on and the way their outlook on, on their business and life is, um, is exceptional. So I get inspired by those people. Um, and I, I think in the startup community and scale-up community and network, um, I'm lucky enough to be in, there's many, many successful people in varying forms. So. Mm. Good answer. I wonder how much,
1: sorry, this is me asking the question, I wonder how much um, uh, contentment has to do with the fact that you're you know, near on working with the water. Um,
2: yeah, and well, that's a big thing. Water for me is, and the outdoors is is um, my place. I love being on or in mm-hmm. the water. And um, But I think if you can combine, um, as I say, surround yourself with good people, Take that opportunity and combine your kind of ambition in life with your knowledge that you've learned um, and use this as a big learning experience. A lot of this, all the times I jump on video calls with an engineering lead and I'm not sure at all what he's talking about, but he can explain it to me in a way that makes sense and then I can tell the story to an investor or so on. Um, and I think that's a really important point is that you don't need to know it all. You need to surround yourself with people who know it all. And collectively, you're a team and a very effective team. <coughs> That's a, that's a, that who
1: not how um thing coming back in yeah. again. Yeah. 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 It's um you know it's interesting we talk about water. I um one of the tools I use very, very early on with, with new clients is a thing called the three year vivid vision um tool. And it's adapted from of mm-hmm. Cameron Herald out of the US um his book Double Double, which is a great book to read. And, but what I say to my, my client, potential clients, I want you to take this tool, go and sit by the water for a day with a bottle of wine or a beer or whatever you like, and just sit by the water and focus on what you want your business, business to look like in three years, not how, but what. And we get much better results when people go and sit by the water.
2: Yeah, I've, I've actually done that, that very similar exercise without the bottle of wine, I might add, but um, the, uh, I've done it. And it's, it's amazing when you put yourself in that position of what ultimately or where ultimately do you want to be and Quite often, you'll you'll realise that you're you're very very close to being there already, and it's about being mindful and appreciating the journey as opposed to constantly looking for the next big thing. You know, you're you're in <clears throat> you're in the moment at the moment, and there's a lot to be grateful for. So there's a lot of learning there as well. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's interesting. I read mine
1: in Fiji in May, and. I came back thinking, you know, my purpose is Grow Remarkable grow remarkable Leaders and Grow, grow Remarkable Companies. How do I spread the word more? And yeah. that's, that led directly to this interview series.
2: Yeah, sure. That's yeah. great. So
1: tell me, um, are you a reader? Any business uh, books, blogs, etc. Uh, you'd recommend?
2: Yeah, I do. I like reading more and more so now. I love podcasts as well and I listen to, I do a Baywalk in Des so about a 7K loop most mornings and um, I listen to podcasts and so on and couple of standouts that I pass on to other people, definitely. Um, so, um, I'd say my, um, my favorite would be, um, Shoe Dog by Philip Knight. Yep. Uh, the founder of Nike is, is just an exceptional book and I think even better on an audible because he's, he introduc- introduces, sorry, the first, um, the first chapter. Um, and for some reason his voice is just this kind of goosebump voice, you know, that takes you at the moment. But, um, so that would be one of them. Um, there's people like, well, there's there's series um, Masters of Scale by Reed Hoffman from, uh, yep. of course, which is incredible. That's a real kind of a great thing for the bus. You can turn it on, turn it off and, and still learn a lot. Um, and the other one I've actually got here, which is I had a meeting with David Shane recently and he gave me a copy of his book, which is Dumbest Guy at the Table. That's a, that's a great book. Yeah. So, um, and he actually said, he re- wrote in the front of this, which is quite funny with the Float Space F, Focus like a one-eyed dog in a meat factory so you don't miss the boat. So there you
1: go. <laughs> <laughs> Great advice. <laughs> Any last piece of advice or parting words for aspiring CEOs or, or CEOs out there?
2: Um, I think it can be quite daunting becoming a CEO, and there's a, it's a big title, of course, and um, you, you do go into it feeling sometimes like you need to know all the answers um, and say the right things at the right time. Ultimately, I can't stress more than just use this journey as a as being a huge kind of learning sponge um, if you don't know ask someone who does um and read um and surround yourself with great people because the more you let your ego get in the way of, of having to know the answer and so on the less progress you'll make i think um, but ultimately enjoy the journey as well it's you've, you've got to enjoy it because if you enjoy it you'll be at your best and you'll be your best for your business
1: totally Hugh,
2: thank you so much
0: thank you If you are hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We hope you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please leave us a review on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you watch slash listen. Please share this episode with others who may be interested in this topic. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, please send an email to admin at scaleupgrowth.co. Put be a guest in the subject line and tell me a little about yourself. If you want to gauge where your business growth potential is and identify where the biggest opportunities in your business lie or where the key needs that you need to concentrate on right now are, take our assessment where you will receive personalised advice for improvement. It's quick and free. Go to scaleupgrowth.scoreapp.com. If you would like to work with me one-to-one, I love coaching and get the best outcomes that way. Send me an email to jonathan at scaleupgrowth.co and put one-to-one in the heading. Tell me a bit about your business and let's see how we can apply a great strategy for your business. So that's it for this week. Tune in next time for more great learnings from a scaling entrepreneur.